Now back to the Pete McMurray Show. Look who's in the new Fletch movie with John Hamm. Earl Maurice Fletcher. Who killed this young woman? I think the victim interrupted an art theft. Your fingerprints are on the murder weapon, and someone matching your description was seen with the victim. I looked into your criminal record. You're a bit of a shady character, Mr. Fletcher. But I am adorable. Oh, you tried not to smile. Let's welcome back to the show our old buddy, Roy Wood Jr. How are you, man? It is I, and I have returned. (laughs) This is... You all caught me on, like, the last two days of coming out of vocal rest and finally being able to, like, speak again. And this is when my voice is my deepest... And like it'll never be like this for it's like a lunar eclipse or something. And this it's is the just, most just, perfect tone yeah, for radio, though. Everyone yes. is just like falling into the voice. Welcome back, everyone. How's everyone doing today? Tell me what it's God, like to that all day. not to talk for two days. I could never do it. I've never done it in my life. Lisa, can you imagine me trying not to talk for two days? Oh, two weeks. <laughs> Ooh, two yeah, weeks? Two weeks. I was at an Emmy's party trying not to talk. You imagine being drunk, trying to keep your mouth shut? <laughs> I saw that on Twitter. You look great. You look fantastic. <laughs> well, thank you. I <laughs> was walking around with a with a dry erase board trying to communicate in <laughs> monosyllabic. <laughs> but yeah, thank you all for having me. How y'all been? Uh, we've been fantastic, man. It's so funny seeing you in a suit because I always see you on a t-shirt and a baseball hat. And right now you're on Zoom. We do interviews on Zoom and you're wearing a t-shirt and a baseball hat. Exactly. Yeah. That is standard well, issue. We're all wearing t-shirts and you're wearing a baseball hat. We're all dressed the same. It's all right. You you know what it is, though? The issue is that I wear a suit professionally for The Daily Show. So anytime I don't have to wear a suit. I'm not going to wear a suit. But when I can dress up, I go, okay, well, yeah, well, give me a shiny suit. Give yeah. me one of those Puff Daddy era 1997 yeah. colors. Something nice and reflective. I like that. I like it. All right, now take your time. You've been on the show. You've been in the studio a few times. I want you to take your time. You co-star with John Hamm in the new mm. Fletch movie, Confess Fletch. Yes. Who's better looking, John Hamm or me? Take your time. Go ahead. Oh, Lord. Take your time. Take your time, Roy. Take your time. We got time. That depends on where we are, you know. (laughs) know, uh, The brother Suave, he's got got charm. John Hamm has that across-the-room charm where you walk in a room and you go, who is that over there? You go over there standing next to that white boy. That white boy look like he knows somebody. <laughs> like the, it's it's that type of charm. I mean, from from the day we met, I mean, we hit it off, you know. And to have to audition over Zoom because Ooh. of the COVID COVIDness of it all Barf. was definitely difficult. The the only thing and I told him this the other week on um on Kelly Clarkson's show, I told him that the only thing I did not tell him about myself was that I was a Cubs fan. Once I found out he was a Cardinals fan, yes. I always thought he was a, a Red Sox fan. But it turns out he just goes to Red Sox games a lot. And Boston, the city of Boston has adopted him because of <laughs> you know films he's done there. And hanging right. out with Matt, the relationships he has with, with a lot of Boston dudes. It wasn't until I did my homework on him that I found out, oh, this dude is from Missouri. Yeah, mm-hmm. St. Okay. Louis guy. 
let me not mention the Cubs at all. It was like a month into shooting before I even mumbled the word Chicago, let alone Cubs. That's the way to do it. And then the rivalry can form once the friendship has already had a ground level. Well, you know why? Because I lost a role because I took a shot at the Boston Celtics walking out of the room. Oh, no. What? And it wasn't on purpose. It was it was the year after they won the Garnett Paul Pierce. I had to go take a dump in the middle of the game. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, you audition. Yeah. You know you had a good audition if at the end of the audition they ask you, are you free next week? Right. That means you got it. Yeah. If it's Monday and you asking me what I'm doing next Tuesday, that means you want to see me next Tuesday yes. and give me some money. So we're laughing and joking and shucking. And on the way out the door, there's like a little Celtics, whatever, little the little elf dude or whatever, fighting Irish. Dude. The leprechaun. Uh, on a, yeah, that, yeah, that name. I didn't want to say it because I didn't know if that was a word I'm allowed to say anymore. Wait, See, now I you might get safe. canceled. Wait a second. I, I don't know. You can't you say leprechaun? Know. Are you sure? I don't know. You can't I say, call a person a leprechaun, but you could say leprechaun. I say chubby Irish man in this. <laughs> that is what I choose to say. I like your style. Okay. So in the way, so at the time, the Celtics were not having a good season. And on the way out the door, I go, oh, man, the Celtics, they got to turn it around. And this guy's face turned on a dime. Oh, no. And he looked at me and he goes, Roy, where are you from? I go, I'm from Alabama. He goes, how's Alabama's team doing in the NBA this year? (laughs) We don't have a team. Exactly. Thanks, Roy. Oh. And I never heard from him. (laughs) Like, really? That was such an innocuous comment. It wasn't Mm -hmm. even like a real smackdown. I get it. I sold sodas at Alabama football games in high school. For some people, it's gospel. And it's it the is. only thing that brings them happiness. And I insulted your chubby Jesus in a tight vest. <laughs> we and never said he was Jesus. Is that politically yeah. correct? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Calling your Jesus angry, chubby. fighting Jesus. Uh, uh, yeah, Jesus was definitely not chubby. He was ripped. Like, he had long say hair. what you want about. <laughs> he was ripped. one thing all religions agree on yeah. is that Jesus had a six pack. Yeah. He sure did. Every version of Jesus is 1% body fat, no matter who you pray to. Every church I go to in the world, Jesus is ripped on the cross. He's ripped. (laughs) We just take it as normal. We Christians, we, you know, yield not to temptation. We got to test you every Sunday. (laughs) You got to have him looking down at you in his loincloth so you stay straight. (laughs) We're talking with Roy Wood Jr. You and I met when you were on Sullivan and Son. We both have a yeah. mutual friend, Steve Byrne. Uh, you've done a comedy series. You've been on The Daily Show for what, seven years? Has it been seven, yeah, eight years? Yeah, it's okay. seven years. Seven years. Already it's been seven years? It's September 28th will be seven years. Good for you, Congrats, man. man. What's it like doing a movie? Because a sitcom, you're there every, every day. You have a schedule. The movie, is it a month, two months, three months? What do you like doing better? We were in Boston for about two weeks. I will still say that shooting Sullivan and Son was some of the best years of my professional career. Um, It got me prepared for a lot of different things in the industry. You know, Steve Byrne and I jokingly refer to it. We shot at uh, Stage 10 on the Warner Brothers lot. We call our time at Sullivan and Son Stage 10 Acting School. (laughs) 
<laughs> we were paid to learn the profession. TV is more fun. Movies got a better budget. You you know what it's like here. Let, let me let me ping pong the question back. All right, all right, bring it on. In college, would you have rather gone to a class three times for an hour, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or once for three and a half hours? Ooh. That was always the choice in college, right? Right. Yep. You can do it long and get it out of the way, or you can go a little bit at a time over a longer period of time across the calendar. So a movie, you're banging 12-hour days every day for two months. Just every day that you work, it's going to be That's long. Brutal. There's going to be a lot of boring stuff. Television is, even if you're shooting a single camera show, which is like shooting a movie, but, you know, shooting a multi-camera show like Sullivan and Son, it was a five-hour day, and three of those hours you were chilling. Yeah. You know, so I think in the long run, if you're asking me what medium I would be more comfortable working in for the rest of my life, I would say television because there's an opportunity to tell more interesting and diverse and uh, and an array of stories. The movie industry is dangerous right now. It's very dangerous, you know, in terms of the types of films that are getting greenlit based on what audiences are choosing to show up to watch. And it seems like every so many scripts are dumbed down in movies right now because they're trying to appeal to other countries where English is the second language and they don't want to have any like Mm -hmm. difficult dialogue. They just want it to be like, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Well, you know what What also, and I got to give a shout out to Matt Damon, not that I know him, but still shots out. Uh, he did an interview on the Hot Ones uh, podcast, and he talked about it briefly. And that part of the reason why smaller, more interesting movies aren't getting greenlit as much is because the opportunity to make your money back in a secondary market like blockbuster video and actual hard copy media sales is gone. So the uh-huh. only way you're going to make your money back is the box office the streamer is going to pay to license it but that pales in comparison to the revenue you would have gotten if you'd sold a million copies of the film in its dvd form so this the 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 window to recoup your money is much smaller now for movie studios so they're going to pick the stuff that appeals to the most people like niche stuff does not work, right. you know, which is why, you know, it's a blessing that, you know, Confess Fletch is in theaters, you know, with theaters and on demand, you know, concurrently, because, you know, thankfully there's still, you know, and that's a shout out to Miramax because they understand that, you know, certain films you still need to see on the big screen. You just, yeah. it it just feels different. It, it It's just a different viewing experience and the jokes jump off the screen a little bit better in my opinion uh than they do at your house with a noisy kid and you kind of half watching it while scrolling through your phone well and there's the energy of the audience around you if someone starts laughing at something it makes you Uh more likely to laugh the next time everyone it's It's like that group think you get in that mood everyone's like it's like a party we're all here to laugh we're all here to have a good time yeah and i I, absolutely and I, i remember going to see scream 2 (laughs) <laughs> and the theater had staged for people in the screen masks to come running into the theater right at the moment at the beginning of screen two when Jada Pinkett dies in front of the screen in the movie, she dies in a movie theater in front of people at the movies. Well, the movie theater walked someone at the an actor walked them out and our movie theater 
reenacting what was happening on screen in real time, <laughs> and then the screen guys ran it. Oh my god, that's great! Yes, wow, people going berserk. If that it happened was, now, a bunch of people will be shot. Yeah, <laughs> it was perfectly synchronized. I cannot explain how they did it, but it was. You're not getting that at home on HBO Max. Yes. No, you are not. This is my point. Roy Wood Jr. is our guest. Roy, quick break. And when we come back, let's talk about the bar on the set of Sullivan and Son. Roy is starring alongside John Hamm in the movie Confess Fletch, which is available now in theaters and on demand. More with Roy Wood Jr. on the way. Come back with me to police headquarters. I get it. You want my help? Okay. Hey, guys, this is the way we can call in a coffee or a kill for a macchiato. Not literally. More of the Pete McMurray Show next. Now back to Pete. I don't know who people hate more. Cops or reporters. It's cops. We're talking with Roy Wood Jr. His new movie, In Theaters and On Demand Now, is called Confess Fletch alongside John Hamm, who plays Fletch. You can see Roy also on The Daily Show with Trevor Noah on Comedy Central. Roy, we were talking about your former sitcom Sullivan and Son with your buddy Steve Byrne. Did it help that Sullivan and Son had a real working bar on set? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) And we also drank real beer at that bar after shoot days. So once a week when we would shoot an episode, we would get real beer and we would sit and hang like it's the only show I've ever worked on where when you're free to go home, no one leaves. I was so bummed no. out. The episode that I was on, it was a 14 hour day and they wrapped at 1030 at night and everybody went home. We didn't sit around the bar. Steve's like, this is the first time this has happened in years. Yeah. I'm like, great. There were a lot of rewrites that day. <laughs> it's very long. <laughs> Normally we hang, but I know. By the way, Steve Byrne was ready to go home. I sent Steve a text and he wanted me to ask you, why are you called Night Moves? This bastard. Because <laughs> 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 um, I would always be out. We, we, we would go on tour, right? Steve would put us on like a 40 city tour. Right. To support the show every year. Yeah, I would kind of be out a little later than, you know, Steve's married. He's going home after the show. Mm-hmm. You're staying out. I like that. Not your boy, because I'm trying to get married, too. <laughs> trying to get married a couple times. I feel like, oh, I feel like you city. learned some of these late night skills during your days in Tallahassee. I also had some days in Tallahassee, Ooh. and I know that town, that town can be a little crazy. <laughs> T- Tallahassee is like a drinking internship. That's where you go. Like, <laughs> like, it's like it's like Bruce Wayne. It's like Batman Begins, where Bruce Wayne has to go to China and fight criminals in prison to learn how to and get trained on the mountain with Ra's al Ghul to learn how to be <laughs> Batman. That's what Tallahassee teaches you about drinking, fighting in public, getting guns pulled on you. It it's a good town times. that has a drive-through liquor barn. It's like yes. a so barn smart. that you you just open your trunk and they put the booze in it. This blew my mind. As a girl from Chicago, I had never seen this before. Yep. And it will live in my heart forever. Yep. And ever. So we smart. there and then we would go to the Miami subs that used to be right next door to it in the 90s. Oh. Yeah, those those were those those were good times. I 
I drank I drank Cisco and then attempted to have an evening after consuming Cisco and Mad Dog. Oh boy, <laughs> why would you ever do that? <laughs> why would you put that and in your with system? Machetes That's in my just face from a machete in my face. Ooh. Wait a second, what kind of what? <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what I mean. I was like, uh oh, he he spent time in Tallahassee. He yeah, got, once you have he a couple machetes pulled on you, you've had guns pulled on you. Oh, I've had, yeah. Any sub sandwiches pulled on you? Can't wait to go to Tallahassee. What do you call it, Tallahassee? Do you call it Tallahassee, Lisa? I call it Tallahassee because I think it's funny because there's a lot of hussies running around that town. It is a a college town. There are multiple schools there. There are a lot of youngins and it's hot. So people are not wearing a lot of clothes. Well, it's the perfect blend. Lots of hot and horny 20-somethings and lots of hot and horny state politicians all in the same place (laughs) (laughs) what could go wrong nothing we're talking with roy wood jr the daily show with trevor noah first of all love trevor love you on the show tell me about working with trevor thank you you know i appreciate what i appreciate most about trevor just as a performer and a comedian is his ability to give us a high degree of autonomy in the stories that we choose to do and so that part of it, I'm always, I'm thankful for. I'll just put it that way. Because, you know, in television, you know, and this is including Sullivan and Son, a lot of it is a performer. You're presenting other people's words because that's mm-hmm. the job. And with The Daily Show, I thought it was going to be that. But what it actually ended up being was very collaborative. Like the only thing I can compare it to is that as a correspondent, you have a field producer who, you know, takes you out on to cover the story. But when we have pitch meetings, which Trevor is in on, I could go in and pitch a story and then someone else could tag jokes or tweak the angle or someone else could pitch a story and then I could tag and tweak their stuff. And so, you know, everyone is allowed, if the ideas are the groceries, everyone is allowed to grocery shop. And then together as a group, we decide what meal to make from those groceries. And so, you know, that's the part that I've been most thankful about because, you know, you know, in movies, you know, even in something like Confess Fletch, there's only so far one way or the other I can take this character or the choices because the script is the script. Right. Whereas with The Daily Show, the script is the script, <laughs> but Trevor has to shoulder the heavier days. And that's the advantage a correspondent has is that, When it's a big, like, I hate to say it this generally, but it's the only way it'll be understood. Like, when there's a cop verdict day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've had enough of those. Or a Roe v. Wade day. Or just some generally heavy day in America where the time plus tragedy, the time part has not run its course yet to make a joke. Trevor still got to go on TV and figure out how to be funny. (laughs) Right. Because and people are tuning in. I'm yes, like, hey, they want man, the twist. Good luck with that. I'm going to be in my office today. <laughs> <laughs> Confess, Fletch, we put the trailer online. You and John Hamm all over the trailer. It's in theaters now and, of course, available on demand. It is Roy Wood Jr. You're the best man. Continued success. Hey, thank you all. Have a good one.